This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. And now we have a treat for sports fans everywhere. It's really important that professional athletes learn what uh, to say and how to deliver their message. You've got a great first half. Make sure you keep the ball doing the work. We're still looking to get it in the wide areas. First of all, it's the correct stadium design, but also the correct pitch construction. And that clash, that rivalry comes together with that traditional white blocked against that more modern contemporary neon color. All these events live on the programme. We'll continue to do our best to cover sport in the way that you like, backed up by our highly professional team. Grandstand starts now on BFM 89.9. Yes, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Grandstand. This is where we look at sport from a different angle. That's what I say. I'm Ross Yusuf, and this week in the studio with me, the prettiest guest yet. Actually, no, Adeline's also been in, so equally as pretty. Um, Irina Inozemtseva. Did I get that right, Irina? Oh, yes, that's right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> she is the Puchong United Badminton Club team manager. Now, Puchong United won the Purple League uh, last year. Uh, more about that in a few moments. Let, let's find out a little bit about Irina. First of all, Irina... Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Yes, thanks again for having me and, here. And great that you're going to come and talk about yourself because I, I want to know what what's uh, what early thirties at best Russian lady doing living in Malaysia. Well, it was a long journey till I come here. Um, I had experience to for many years of traveling overseas and myself as the national Russian player. Um, I've lived in many countries. So, uh, just... what, at what age did you start playing badminton? Well, I start at the age of 12 and then up to the end of my career, whereby at the age of 23. Then why, wh- why did you end so early? Injury. Well, I did the best I could to be on the top as I could be, but unfortunately... The career-breaking injury came along, oh and all goodness. those okay. breaking stuff. Well, okay, right. It, it, in Russia, I mean, badminton's got to be one of the probably least favorite sports that anyone would choose. Why, 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 why did you do that instead of I don't know, basketball, volleyball, ice hockey? Oh well, that's a very fun, funny story. That in school, whereby myself, both of my parents are engineers, and then. The basic stuff you do in school and definitely as you said that badminton is not a popular sport in Russia at all Wait, okay so how did you first hear about it? how did you what 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 did you see who did you see well I was doing all sorts of stuff in school and then uh, I was the editor of the school newspaper I've gone for all sorts of classes and as on my side everything what I did I have had the best grades I have the, so, yeah, all the social okay, life was okay. fine. And then I find out that one of the fine day I came along to the sports hall. And then I find out I went, I tried the sport and then I was so bad in it. And being as a competitive person of used to be on the top of the list in everything I do, I realized that I'm so bad in this. So as I took up the challenge as, you know, the athlete attitude, I think how, it's how, not how? give up. Did you study the game? Well, you started at a lower, and then you move all the way up to the national level. 
So what, you, did you play with local players all the time to test yourself? How did that work out? Well, there's a, in school was a classes going on. And so you try over there, then you lost to every single player. Then it's a challenge which you want to take through. Then you go along and then you, I have to prove myself that I can be good. It's on the things I pick. So the first game, your first competitive game, can you remember it? Yeah, oh well, it was a complete disaster. Exactly. So how, how did you feel? Butterfly in your stomach, you must have been like super nervous and stuff. True, but I was so upset that I could not win the game and so well, I have What to, was the score? Well, I can't remember at that point of time, but what I do remember, then uh, I really go back and the next day after the, all this, you know young lady cries and uh, and then yeah but you could have written about yourself because you wrote the newspaper anyway right in school <laughs> <laughs> young lady did not cry young lady covered herself in glory alright so you, you, you got the, the taste for badminton you, you weren't very good when you started out you worked at it how did you represent Russia? well so after this event when you know the, the first day it was so bad, and I tried to prove myself that you know I could achieve something on that. Um, then I go through the again the hard work, and then at one point, slowly you move move up from school level to the state level, from state level to the national level, and then this whereby you have to go abroad because as you know Russia is not popular for those. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Of How old were you when when you had to go abroad? Um, I was starting to go abroad at the age of fourteen. But, Holy yeah, moly! And that's, by the age of, of fifteen, I full time had moved to Denmark full time. Okay, well, De- Denmark is absolutely the right country to to learn badminton, right? There's a culture of great badminton players there. Um, well, at that point of time, we can't even dream of the Asia. We still have to go at the young girl age of 15. You're not expecting the parents send you all the way to... The Chinese nationals here you're referring uh, to. to. <laughs> not necessary to Southeast Asia where the sport is obviously yeah, good. Yeah. So the Denmark was the right choice and we had a good opportunity and invitation from one of the uh, top uh, teams in Denmark. So we were representing a junior team whereby in... In fact, we had such a great opportunity along with us, um, the players Sasha Peter Gate. Okay. No, I, Sasha I Camilla, so- Camilla Sorensen. All right. Uh, Gail Ems was our senior. So we had a, uh, we had a really good chance to talk well, to them, to live with them, to learn from them. So it gained uh, such a huge experience. Are, are they as good professionally uh, as they seem to be? Like, I mean, you look at all that, all those names you mentioned, uh, they, they carry themselves very well. Oh, well, they're absolutely professionals at what they I do. I wanted you to say but Peter Gate was like a wild man and he used to like dance on bars and stuff, did he? No, No. well, they, they're, very, <laughs> they're very pleasant people. But besides, the, among the first... I didn't know at that time, but I think it was fate that when we moved down to Denmark, we have to live in the, in the house whereby the other players stay and our... Our roommates and our housemates was the Indonesian players, and in fact, the worst, the first word I learned, you know, the 15 years old girl, 
don't speak English very well, um, abroad, like full-time, there's no parents to take care of, and then suddenly have to do everything by herself. And then there's uh, those senior players uh-huh. with the um, huge achievement. Then they're, they're telling you... Uh, there was uh, two Indonesian players, which was uh, Tony Gunawan okay. and Ato Razalina from oh, Indonesia. Wow. And then the first word they had teach us is makan. Makan. So <laughs> I didn't that's know a, that's how... That's a very good word to learn. So I didn't know at the time that it kind of become my fate. Then I will move to Malaysia. We didn't even thought on that. Really? Okay, okay. So how many years in total did you spend in Denmark? I was in Denmark for over five years. And, and what happened after Denmark? Well, we had the opportunity to go to the Germany on the BWF program, talent program, and then the, spend almost the year there to, with top European talented junior players. Where were you based in Germany? In Berlin? Uh, no, uh, it's the National Training Center where the ladies' team is training. It's called in Saarbrücken, Germany. It's where those days was the BWF training center. Okay, good. I want to ask, how, how different is, is ladies' training to, to men's training? Is it similar or are, are, there, are there differences? Oh, well, uh, of course, the games is different. The men are more powerful and uh, they have such a... Um, basically, everything depends on power and speed. Whereby in the ladies' game, it's like more strategic, where, whereby you have to, you know, really like playing the chess because the level of the ladies' defense year after year is getting higher and higher. So basically, they can't just kill each other with a strong smash because obviously for the physical reason. I'm already getting a picture of what kind of coach and, and manager Irina actually is. That's brilliant stuff. Alright, uh, we, we've got Irina early life then. We're going for our break. When we come back, we're going to find out about Irina as the Puchong BC manager. What's she really like? Stay tuned to find out. More Grandstand coming right up on BFN 89.9. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. A view of sports from every angle. This is Grandstand. Hey, thanks a lot for sticking with us. Ross here. This is Grandstand, sports from a different angle. And this week... It's the world of badminton. In the studio with me, Irina Inozemtseva. I think I've still got that one right. Yeah, Did I get that right? right? All right. Yeah. She is the winning manager of Puchong United Badminton Club. Now, Puchong United won the Purple League last year, just completed in February. Am I yes, right? Yes, that's right. That is uh, for the, this year. There's a great beginning. It was great beginning of the year. Well... We faced the challenges that for four years, in the all three of them, was we was in the final. And then this was, was the breaking through year that we finally got the title. But that, that's, that's great. And, and how good was your team this year, the win, title winning year? Well, uh, without shy, I could say that probably our team is one of the best. No, is the best team yeah. There Currently, you go, girl. There you go. In Malaysia, not only because, you know, it won the trophy and then you have the pretty trophy standing in your office, 
but because the amount of work the team contribute, the professionals who work behind the scenes, how you can manage uh, to, uh, to pull all these great athletes together to become a family, to fight for each other and actually contribute as the uh, cooperative work together. And then as well, from the another part of the angle, we was our focus, our main focus is not only was to play mm-hmm. the tournament mm-hmm. as sports, how we see it on the TV that, you know, the league ongoing. We did such a great work into the promotion of the sports to work with the top corporates, oh, not only in Malaysia, but uh, international brands who has trust in us and um, give their support, fully support. So on the commercial angle and point of view, we created this significant value. In fact, for the past two seasons, yeah. our PR value was more than 17 million ringgit. Wow. So um, it's only it's based not only... So, so hang on, hang on. Let me jump in there. That's worth than some, more than some MSL football clubs. Malaysian Super League clubs. Well, that number, it shows that whole our team for the past years, okay, they I'm, did I'm, a really great job. I'm going to pause you there, all right? So, let, let me rewind a little bit. How long have you been manager of Puchong United? Well, I was the manager since the inception of the club in 2014. Um, my company, INIC Sports Management, was engaged from the day one to build up the club when it was just a big guy's dream uh-huh. to bring the badminton league into the Malaysia. And then in some point, I do start to sharing the dream of the club. And then it's, uh, it's become sort of uh, my baby. So we slowly so, so from... Th- this year, this winning year, title winning year, the team was basically put together by you. Am I right in saying that? Well, there is uh, always Well, you had a lot of, of input, obviously. Well, obviously, there is a huge work and the team behind the scenes. You, you can't do it alone. Again, the league and the club is already, by statement, is a group of people. So it's the same as badminton individual sport, but, but it comes to the team event, you can't win it yourself. Okay. So the same goes with me. I can't win it alone. All the players and yeah. the management yeah, yeah, team yeah, yeah. and the coaches. Absolutely, we are all the winners. Absolutely. So, all right, you're champions. The the, the team won won the, the league in February. Um, they're all gone home now. They're not listening. Who was the most difficult to work with? Well, to be honest, <laughs> over the first years we go through all the majors fights with with everyone to prove that you know what we are standing for, what do we want to achieve, what is our level we are want to put to public. And then this year, I find, I realized that it was, it's basically, is like a game. The worst opening is yourself. So when all the players realize that, and then all the team realize that, you somehow come all together, and it was kind of fun and uh, when, when when did you realize that was it week one into this season was it week two week three was there one point where it all just clicked and you went oh my goodness yes that's right we we realized it actually 
from the start because the planning of the league was start more than six, seven months before actual games are. And then all of our players, we are selecting not based on their achievement only, but they are continuously for four years uh, representing our club. You see, what is the these are international standard players? Yes. Na- name some for us. Na- name yes, some players. Yes, absolutely. For example, for instance, for almost three years, we have a former world number one, Yu Yeon Song, Korean oh, wow. double player. Wow. We have Cho Ten Chen. We have Christina Pedersen from Denmark. We have the top Malaysian shuttlers, and uh, they sort of become a family to us. This was a toughest challenge. What I find it. To build the club, because badminton, as you know, is an individual sport. Yep. And uh, when we play in the team event, and as well as uh, I think it's in football, it works the same. When yep. you engage in the star players, everyone has in their own attitude, and then as well cultural references, because our team is fully international, from manager to the players. It's like an international mm, mm. team. But but that's that's the same for most of the, the eight teams in the Purple League as well, right? I mean, it is, it's a high-quality tournament, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. It's top international and Malaysian uh, shuttlers uh, okay. representing the teams. And it, then they're competing. And the, it's basically it's a world-class event. Good. Brilliant. Um, What could be what could be improved? What, 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 what do you think was rubbish? This year, despite winning the league, what do you think could be better? Well, my objective is actually that the sport and the league itself, not only um, people in Malaysia obviously love badminton, yeah. to watch badminton, they, they love their icons, Lishan Way, and watch uh, every Olympic. And, but when you go down to the road, the lower levels. The lower levels on the social sector. Like if you com- uh, if you compare the sports like football or um, baseball in US, it's such a huge uh, amount of people are supporting it, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's what the system they had created is lifestyle. People bring into the match. Uh, just a fence with the families, with the children, because it's kind of cool to watch a tennis match, for for example, or uh, to go to the football. You can create ninety, hundred, thousand people come and watch there. Which I think, um, when we go to the badminton and sport number one in Malaysia, mm. we don't have that feedback from the crowd. Yes, people love badminton; they watch it, they know their stars. But when you go to the uh, even the uh, all halls in Malaysia are full with the players socially. Socially, yeah. But they still don't convince people that it can be like the sport has such a huge so, so potential. So, what, 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 what can what can be improved? Do do, do schools need to re- run more serious leagues? Do they need to be regional leagues? And you know what I mean at, at younger levels? Is that what's needed? For for me, sorry, for me, there's there's a chasm. We've got Lee Chong Wei, number one, undoubted number one, w- world class, really good, and there's nobody else after that, really close well, to that to me, level. I think developing the young shuttlers, as as of now, is the most priority of the national team, and they are doing it uh, on the structural level. Is their job. 
what actually where we come from, the leap is not only to grow and to give the platform for the young shuttlers to compete and have the opportunity to face the top guns, but is actually exposed to create this marketplace whereby the top brands could um, could think that is value mm. it, and the commercial value in it as more you create the the demand uh, the supply the you, you, you really speak like a team manager you know that <laughs> you really look at the big picture all the time which goes a lot to say I mean to explain why you are so successful at what you do um, but I, you still haven't told me who's the most difficult player you've ever worked with okay we'll leave that one alright Puchong United uh, blank checkbook right any Two players, male and female, you can sign tomorrow to play for, for next season. Well, for us, always all of our players, and you can see that we every year consistently hired the same people. But on my own opinion, the best players we had so far is Yu Yun Song, is from Korea, and Christina Patterson. Why? Why? Because of their professionalism. The professionalism are enormous. And they become a family kind of to us. Uh, you can see that they are contributing. You see, what is the most difficult for the team event to make each individual player to fight in the league like they fight Thomas Cup or yes, Uber Cup or yes, Sudinman yes, yes, Cup. Yes, yes. So that value they're giving back to me that they also think this team is the family to them. This is... Oh, just fantastic. Would you want to manage Lin Dan, for example? Well, to me, it's not a name whose matters. Yeah, but it's he's totally rock and roll. As far as badminton goes, that man can just blaze into a tournament and win it without trading. No. That's how good that he is. It's not the point. It's not the point. To me, the team is a contrib- mutual contribution. You can have the best top guns yeah, yeah, in the yeah. team and you still can't win. This is not the point. We treat from the youngsters to the you are world number one or you are a junior player. They must be equal, not because we treat them equal. That's why we have this feel. That's why we the have togetherness. This support, togetherness. Yeah. That's why we we won out of 15 games. We won 14 this season. What you slipped up in one? That's just not good enough. Right, next season you're gonna sort that out properly. Listen, we're off to another break. When we come back, we're going to find out the personal side of Irina. What's she doing here? How long is she going to stay in Malaysia? How much longer is she going to say Makan? We'll find out next. This is Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Break from monotony. BFM 89.9. Sit back, talk sports and play ball. This is Grandstand. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking to Irina, team manager of uh, Puchong United, champions of the Purple League for 2016-2017. Am I right? Yeah, it starts December to to February the season. Uh, She's still with us. How long have you been in Malaysia now in total, Irina? Well, the first time I touched down in Malaysia was in 2010. So by today is... Uh, 2018, so it's You'll been... be getting your PR and the red passport soon, yeah. Well, <laughs> I do have 
uh, I do have the talent pass, which um, which was granted last year to myself. So I hope to contribute more to the country in terms of appreciation of what uh, of the pass they have given me. Brilliant, brilliant. You, you you love your job, and and you've come about here. You've ended up in Malaysia because of your the company that that you've set up, Inic. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, when I came to Malaysia first, I was a, I was a player still. I was I was invited here uh, to play for the Kuala Lumpur Racket Club mm-hmm. for the KLRC, and then by the by the end of my career, I was still playing here. So when you know we are facing as being ex-national player, the most difficult part is the transition between when you stop your professional athlete career and then you're doing something something else. You ask any players in the world, they will face the same thing. It's it's not it's, yeah. It's 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 every profession. How long was the break from playing to to working? Not playing. well. It's you didn't have the much choice when you stop playing and you realize you can't anymore contribute the best of yours in in every day to pursue the dream. It's either you have to give up on one dream. And to create another. So, how long do you need to to wait? There's always a big dream, a big picture around. Did, didn't the, the thought go? Um, okay, I've done badminton in Malaysia. Let's go back to Russia. But that thought never crossed your mind. Well, of course, uh, every player who's living abroad or any professional who spent a long time abroad will come to this question. Mm, mm-hmm. But to me, since 15 years old, I was starting living overseas at some point I had experience of traveling all over the world uh, meeting friends from all those continents at some point it doesn't become matter where do I live it's actually matter who I'm surrounding with who is your friends what do you do anywhere in the world is the same it's just what do you have to do to be successful and um, I believe after so many years of living abroad, and then, to be honest, I just tired of traveling. And then Malaysia, I was had lived already for more than four years here. Now you and can say more I, than Makan, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't put you on the spot. So yeah, you, you like you like life here. I, I know you like the food here, and you can eat quite spicy and stuff, but stuff right? That's what I was talking about. That. Uh, the people who surround you is matters, and why do I I fall in love with Malaysia? Because because of the people, I can find it that they're open-hearted, <laughs> and even among all those mass politics uh, issues, and, and there's a lot issues, of that. Yeah, it's everywhere in the world is the same. But I find it that being from the cold country to enjoy a nice weather. In fact, I'm still believing that Malaysia has such a huge potential, not only sport, but among all the countries, let's say in Southeast Asia, it's one of the best countries to live in, in terms of the capacity. Well, it might not be developed yet on that level at the moment, but it has such a huge potential in terms of balance, in terms of the cost of living, and then... um, uh, cultural exchange and then 
a lot of players come from Europe or traveling in, in Asia, they would come across one problem. The people can't speak English. English. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, here yeah. is everything is ongoing and you know it's uh, it's enjoyable, it's warm. It's amazing. I, I've not put Irina up to say any of this. And if Tourism Malaysia is currently tuned in and you'd like to sponsor the show, hey, write to us at bfm.my. Well, so okay, okay. Your, your company, your your, your company, uh, predominantly your, your sports consultants, correct? Yes, we are doing basically everything which is comes in sport, uh, from the management consultancy, from the sports, and everything in between. Apparently, I, I, is this just badminton or anything? Well, we do have a few products we actually put in the market. Um. When I want to say that the, every way it should be a big goal and a big dream. You don't do the management and consultancy as just a of point course, of time. Of and course. being a professional athlete and have a dream to be a world champion, uh, and obviously the competitive side of me we should put and set the new big dream. As I said, the Malaysia has a, such a huge potential in sports. Like like baseball in US, football in UK mm, mm, mm. and I still believe we could achieve at some point. That's why everything my company does is actually pieces the bits of pieces of the picture whereby all of them can one day click and what what up. what other areas for you? Do you want to share that with us? Do you, do you think, or, or, or is it all top secret that you're working on? No, absolutely, it's it's public, so you can check on our website www.inic.com and see full details of what what we do. But besides of managing the the big clubs and the sports facilities mm. and like mm. what we had uh, had mentioned in first part of, of the show. We also do have the product like uh, Sports Tourism, okay. which um, we call it Malaysia Badminton Experience. As a foreigner, come first time in Malaysia, I want to share with people all over the world how do I feel, how do I fell in love in Malaysia to show what out of the best potential we have. So this product is solely um, more Europeans coming here that, from that you, all over you... the world. So we are showing them the best out of the culture. Our training center is located inside of KLCC. We have the partnership with Twin Tower Fitness Center, and whereby the players from all over the world, not only players, you see, that's where we expand in the market. Not only for professional people come to the academies and yeah, train, yeah. it's actually a tourism. People like going to Bali and experience the surfing and chilling by the beach. Yeah, yeah, Malaysia absolutely. Has all these values. The Kuala Lumpur is a wonderful modern city. Everyone speaks English. Yeah, traffic's a bit bad, but yeah, I know what you mean. I love it. It's iconic. The food, the food and culture. <laughs> you can endless. You know, I could make the tour on the food in Malaysia solely. But what is the best Malaysia about? is a sport like badminton is a sport number one in Malaysia why do we want to show it to the whole world how all these things can clinch together and you have such a beautiful experience with the 
top Malaysian coaches mm. on board mm. and uh, such a nice facilities around and you have such a wonderful holiday or even you came in for the serious training like sports school sending the the whole teams down to Malaysia all the professional coaches you see what I find out about the sports in Malaysia and especially badminton the legacy is enormous yeah agreed which, agreed which for, for yes which I would when I was in Russia I would love to have this experience but what the values I find it from Europe and from the rest of the world as I do personally have the experience from top systems all over the world mm -hmm. if I could combine all those values together so with the such a huge experience what Malaysia have I could top up with the uh, sports science and how the analytical level of what Europeans are good about for instance you 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 sound so on the ball I, I yeah you, you've got everything sorted out I mean okay I'm, I'm no one else listening now um you're gonna end up here and you're gonna marry a Malaysian guy aren't you is <laughs> is the face to face well, for me, at the po this point of time, my work, my dream <laughs> is my is my husband. <laughs> Brilliantly said. Uh, listen, thank you so much for, for, for coming in. Is there anything else you want to say? Do you want to say hello to anybody? They're all listening now. <laughs> well, I want to say thanks for having me today. Well, um, apology, I feel a bit nervous no, because it you... was my first time on the radio. And, and well, she's done great, hasn't she? You see, everybody said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, uh, success will continue with, with Puchong United, with, with your company. And, and we're going to see you around in this country for many, many years. And we'll get you back on again, maybe in a couple of years, and find out how you're doing. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot for joining us. Tune in next week for more Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.